This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Sarah, and I play Moreland a Lyclast, an elf in the circle of the land and presiding druid over New Isatalos. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.55, the Unknown Associates brought prisoners before the god Moradin, who had them executed by a devil from the Nine Hells. Afterward, they boarded the Old Quarrel for a trip across the Astral Sea bound for Arvindor. Their purpose and mission, however, is covert. Because smuggled on board with them is a highly valued machine, a magical siphon, an arcane battery that could bring unknown power to its holder. And that's where we will pick up. You hear an order barked on the deck above you and the sound of running boots. Mead Drinker opens a hatch to the safe room. Battle stations. Our worst fears are here. You rush to the main deck. You're in the open astral sea and the stars of various dominions all around you. Crew members are loosing the sails and arming themselves. Commander Devine stands on the bridge, looking out beyond the ship's horizon to the rear, spyglass in hand. He looks behind, sees you approaching, and then blindly holds out the telescope to one of you as he turns to face away. Uh, Who takes it? Grimton does. He says, well, I'll run them as long as we can, but they'll catch up. And there in the spyglass, Grimton, you see the ferry boat. The barbed devil at the prow, holding his lantern aloft, eyes dead set on the old quarrel. The bearded devil gives long, mighty pushes at the stern, reaching the quant pole out in front of the ship's horizon into the sea itself, then pulls its end downward beneath the craft until finally pushing the quant backward at a steep angle. And the punt drives across the astral sea with an incredible speed, gaining on your ship. In the middle stands the gaunt, serrated body of the executioner, shrouded in chains, their sinister mouth bent into a smile. The devils are on our tail. The executioner and the other ones. Wait, why did he why did he follow us? Hmm. Getting the distinct impression that we're getting double crossed. There's a small amount of people that know about what this mission is actually about, why the ship is actually sailing, so that person probably wants to take it. Like Asmodeus. Like the devil king? Devil em- king? Emperor? God? You know, Lord of the Nine Hells? <sighs> yeah, we are in over our heads. Are you telling me? I guess those two aren't gods themselves. No. But we pissed one off. We didn't piss him off. He's just greedy. <laughs> we have his attention and aggression either way. Devine speaks. When we're boarded, you four and me drinker are our main defense. A large clamoring shakes the deck, and you turn to see Maylin cutting the strings of the canvas bundle that you saw next to the buttload of Selene and Mead. 
Uh, Shane insisted that we bring silvered weapons just in case we're targeted by the Nine Hells. Um, when we were in the armory, I selected a, a quiver of silvered arrows for you, Ulrich, uh, and a silvered mace for Morlinde. Uh, Grimton, I found you this neat dwarven uh, Urgrosh. I, like, look at this thing. It's like half spear, half axe. Shane said that they uh, used ones like these on the cusp before the Dawn War. Uh, it's also silvered. And Han, I found you this uh, silvered claymore, but I reckon that it'll fit you the same way that Flame Tongue does. What kind of timetable are we dealing with here? When when will they be on our tail? Grimton, uh, you look in the spyglass again and see the aggression with which the bearded devil is pushing the pole. Devine says, hour, half hour. All right. Um, I wonder if there's ways we can slow them down. That'd be good. How long until we get where we're going? <laughs> we got another, like, custom time day and a half. Oh, yeah, okay. How long till we're in, like, safer waters, so to speak? Day and a half. Okay, so there's not, like, anything in between that we could veer off. There are astral shoals, but those shoals are few and far between. We're working in 3D space, remember? Right, I yeah. know. All right, how yeah. many people can that, that other ship hold? Maximum. Three. <laughs> All right. It's it's a tiny little ferry boat. I mean, like, like I don't really want to mess with those three, but at least it's just those three. Mm. I mean, that executioner look, looked pretty hairy. Not literally hairy, but like scary hairy. Like Grimton when you see him changing his armor. <laughs> <laughs> Both literal and scary, Harry. Uh, what was the weapon that that uh, that uh, uh, she threw? Yeah, me? I'm uh, sorry. I'll, I'll go. Th- I'll go through the through the weapons. For Alric, you get a quiver of plus two silvered arrows. For Alaris, you get a plus two silvered claymore. Cool. Uh, which is just like a, a longsword. We're 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 gonna count it as a longsword. Okay. Um. Versatile slashing weapon, uh, 1d8, one-handed, or 1d10, two-handed. For Morlinde, a plus three silvered mace. Neat. Dang. Which will do uh, 1d6 bludgeoning. That is Joe feeling sorry for Sarah for never hitting anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I have some cool spells lined up, but if things get too close, bludgeoning will do. And for Grimton... A plus two silvered dwarven urgrosh, spelled U-R-G-R-O-S-H. It is a double weapon, heavy, two-handed. Uh, with the axe, it does 1d8 slashing, and on the other side, a spear, 1d6 piercing. Neat. Oh, man, this thing is badass. Yes. I googled it. <laughs> Malin says, uh, and for me... I picked out a blessed Athame dagger so that I can kill myself if I need to. I'm going to barricade myself in the safe room and not come out. If the devils win, you can bet your ass that I'm going to send my soul to Moradin with this knife before I let myself get drafted into the damned blood war. Alaris, I love you. Make sure to win because I don't want either of us to die today. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to shut myself in the vault mm-hmm. and cry. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I'm sure we'll be okay. And she hurries below deck. What preparation do you want to do? What questions do you want to ask? Do we know if devils are, like, immune to certain things? Like, maybe 
fire shot. They'd be immune to fire and poison in case you're wondering. I was ready. I had my wall of fire spell already prepared, but... Probably not going to do a whole lot. Be a good zoning tool still. I got other walls. You're going to want to avoid cold damage as well. Probably not going to do much against them. These weapons might be your best go-to in case we're fighting them in melee range. They're not going to do much if they're not magical or he shakes his... Urgrash, or Silvered. I would like to cast Mage Armor before they get close. Good idea. Are we ready to get into it? Let's get into it. Sure thing. Yeah. After too long, the fairy has closed the gap. At 200 feet, it has taken crossbow fire since coming within range. And... By now, the punt and the barbed devil in front are both riddled with bolts, though they still pursue. Ulrich, do you add anything to that? I'm a, I'm a pick one of them, and I'm a mark him. Bearded has the pole, right? Yep. I'm gonna shoot at that guy. <laughs> yes, I would like to do an attack roll on the bearded. I almost called him the bearded dragon. The bearded, uh, the bearded devil. On the lizard. <laughs> is this my turn, or is this, like, kind of out of initiative? Order? No, th- this is out of initiative. Okay. Ooh, yeah. The base roll was a 17. 27 to hit. At, at 200 feet, the fairy is barely within the uh, horizon of the old quarrel. And you loose your arrow... And it flies as you would expect the arrow to fly, losing height within the horizon. And it embeds itself into the shoulder of the bearded devil, pulls the punt forward. In its recoil, you see it miss a beat of its pull work, and the fairy slips out of the horizon again. The chain devil spins around and smacks the bearded devil with a, a great wallop. How much damage did you do? Uh, 13 damage. After some, t- some time, once again, the fairy catches up. Oh, I guess I'm going to do it again. Yeah. I'm going to keep shooting at this guy till it don't work no more. At 200 feet, does anybody else have anything that they can add? Nope. Wait. Hold on. At 200 feet, Auric, with your bow, you fired disadvantage, I believe. Okay. Do you want me to re-roll it? No, uh, well, I'll, I'll save you that one. But okay, but I'll be firing you this one. I'll be firing disadvantage. Yeah, you're not at normal range. Rolling with my Dark Silver Forge dice. Whoa! I'm rolling with both both D20s, my uh, Cthulhu Gold and my Dark Alpha D20. Oh, I, I'm lusting after the bloodied set that they I have want right some now. so bad, particularly like Ooh, to play to with up. playing out of character. Those would be the perfect dice for that. Those absolutely would. Also, both of my rolls were trash, so I definitely <laughs> missed this shot. It goes wide, and the fairy is able to catch up. At 150 feet, the barbed devil in front on the prow reaches into its hellfire lantern and takes out a great ball of flame. It reaches its arm back and hurls it forward, and in a beautiful terrifying arc it crashes down i rolled a three uh plus five uh it crashes down just short of the quarter deck 
It is going to try again. And on its second attempt, it does the same motion, drawing the fire from its lantern and hurling it forward. As the arc of fire comes down, and it clearly, from a distance, aimed for Devine, once the fireball gets within 10 feet of Grimton, the trajectory changes. And instead of going straight for the commander, it is diverted and hits Grimton for 13 fire damage. I By gods, what was that? Okay, long story short, I'm cursed, so... <laughs> if you're, if you're, are you if you're standing to... near me, like any projectiles that they're going to throw are going to be magically kind of targeted at me instead. Like all of them? Yeah. Um, you, you, you know that. I forgot. Yeah, I didn't remember if we had, if we had, I, like, I... You you should all know that, except, apparently, Morlinde, who has been somehow I oblivious. I forgot. It's like a shield or something you have, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the shield. Yeah. Sure you want to keep using that shield, dude? Even if I drop it now, I'm still cursed. Oh. Okay. Like, which is good for you guys. So what? what's our battle plan? You had a long time to prepare that. Yeah, that's true. And now you're choosing to do it when we're close Under enough attack? to take fire? Yeah, I had to get closer so we could fight them, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's part of it. I can make but some we had... walls and water walls, but I can only sustain them for like a minute. Ooh, can you wind wall oh, and wait, capsize their the boat? The water one lasts ten minutes. The wind one only lasts one minute. Can you capsize them? With wind? Or water, or either water? way. Yeah, tip over their little bitty boat. What happens yeah. if you tip over a boat in space? That becomes their problem. <laughs> 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 I like this plan. Okay, I was thinking about using it for defense, but I like this better. Uh, I mean, it's pretty big. Everybody roll initiative. For your knowledge, Initiative order is Crew, Barbed Devil, Chained Devil, which is the Executioner, Auric, Alaris, Bearded Devil, Grimton, Mortlande. Um, the crew is all up in the rigging. They're just gonna like fire down crossbow bolts and whatever to throw in some damage here and there. They're all up in the rigging, trying to be safe, staying away from these bastards. The whole crew of maybe 15, they're all doing their best to hold off the ferry boat on its tail. The barbed devil is up next. It is once again going to hurl flame that we know is going to be redirected toward Grimton, but it's going to do it anyway. <laughs> Two plus five. At this point, Grimton, uh, do you still have your shield in hand? No, because um, it's you a, dropped it. It's a two-handed Urgrash, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but they're 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 not within like melee combat range, so you would have time to to hold your shield if you oh, wanted to. Yeah, I guess so then. The fireball is flung forward from the barbed devil and it crashes against your cursed shield. Uh, can you remind me what that cursed shield looks like? It's a rounded shield and then it has lines to resemble a bullseye with like a red center. So basically a bullseye. We, you've had this shield for a long time as I remember Very long it. time. Yeah. yeah, since this is, Library this is a, of Traditions. Yeah. You're just borrowing it. Yeah. 
<laughs> How much longer can we borrow it before it's not borrowing? Before it's overdue. Did we get like a due date card? Are they gonna send us a scroll of sending to let us know that our due date is coming up? I don't think they keep track of things like that there. They just keep track. Now in the astral wake of the old quarrel, the executioner heaves their arms, magically lifting the full weight of its shroud of chains. And the chains are set forward and the barbed hooks embed themselves into the hull of your ship. The devil reaches out, pulling the chains that now tow the ferry, and it begins to drag it forward. Auric, it is your turn. So they're, not, they're not on the boat yet. Right now, the ferry is attached to the old coral via the chained devil's chains. I would like to do ensnaring strike on the same one that I shot earlier, the bearded devil. Okay. Um, casting it a second level sp- uh, spell, uh, it I get to uh, 2d6 for damage on, I guess it's, on its turn. Okay. Start of, start of his turn. So I restrained the bearded devil. Well, you haven't yet. I have not. To, I have not made a uh, strength saving throw yet. Fair enough. All right. I rolled a two. Wait. Plus five. <laughs> Did I get it? I, I don't think so. So it is currently restrained. The bearded devil is giving its best pulls on the pole and is hit with this magical energy, this web of vines that wrap around it. And so painful is it to move and so rigid is it that it is stuck in a position and unable to give any uh, forward aid. At this point, they are at a range of 60 feet. A range of 60 feet, you say. Do I want to go balls to the wall? Yes. You are fighting devils. As much dirty fighting as we can do before they're actually here, I I fully support. Well, the dirty fighting would be be me going to them. That's scary. Oh, you can do that. I forget. Oh, yeah. You can do that. That would be really badass, but that is also horrifying. Yeah. So they're stuck in one place, right? With the chain? Well, because the guy pulling the chain is now stuck. The guy pulling the chain is the chain devil. The guy pushing the boat is the bearded devil. It is the bearded devil that is currently uh, ensnared. So are they still getting closer to us because he's pull pull pulling? Yes. Okay. Yes, the chain devil is pulling. They will get closer. All I did was essentially have the rate at which they're moving toward us because yeah. one one of their um, mechanical motors is now not pushing them forward. I'll just cast magic missile as a fourth level spell on the chain. Just <laughs> <laughs> like really big magic missile. <laughs> and that'll be twenty one damage. Dang! How OP can you get magic missile? Like like ninth level spell. And how much damage would it do? It deals, it, you get an extra dart for every level you do it above level one. So it starts with three, so you'd get eight extra darts, it'd be 11 darts. So it'd be 11 d4s plus 11. So wait, are you shooting? No, it's seven individual darts. So you're over here like like. And they're all going to the chain devil you said? Yeah, for 21 damage. I'm just saying, from a cinematic perspective, this looks awesome. Like we're shooting stuff at them and it's yeah, like Yeah, okay, working. is it a shotgun or, or is it like a, uh, a chain of bullets. It's like pulling the the thing, and like 
one hits it, Two. and it like kind of was like what, and then like six more just hit it like. <laughs> Bearded Devil is going to take how much damage, Steven? Two d six. Roll it. I um, I have the like bonus d sixes of the Dark Alpha set because I bought them. I also have them for my dark my uh, gold one. Two d six is nine damage, nine piercing. Nine piercing damage, and I get to make a saving throw, right? Correct. Six plus five. Yeah, it, my uh, my spell save the 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 DC would be twelve. Eleven. Just barely. <laughs> so uh, the bearded devil struggles against his thorns, uh, and will take more damage next round. Grimton. Not very good from a distance. That's all right, Grimton. I'll solve that issue next round. I don't like how you said that. Yeah. Is that a threat or a promise? I think I'm just gonna cast Wrathful Smite and just wait. So my next attack against him is gonna get like an extra d6 psychic damage and they have to make a save or be frightened. I love the idea of Grimton making a devil frightened. Should I flip the boat or should I try and paralyze these guys? Flip the boat. And by try, try to flip the boat. I'm gonna try to flip the boat. Flip the boat. So I'm gonna create a wall of wind the cool thing is, it's it's freaking huge, this wall. It's it's a foot thick, it is 15 feet high, and it can be up to 50 feet long. I will warn you that the boat is connected. that you're on, the old coral and uh, the punt that they're on, the ferry boat, are both moving. So when you cast something in a stationary location, that will be a, a moment, because immediately afterward, if it's... In the case of it being like a concentration spell or whatever, it will you will pass beyond that. Good to know because I can cast it a little bit before them so they will go through it. I can also make it any shape I want. So like technically I could make it in the shape of a squiggle and it could hit them multiple times. Make it a giant middle finger. Just <laughs> <laughs> So like if if the DM will allow, I could hit them twice, question mark. By folding yeah, I'll, this I'll wall of wind it. in half, sure. therefore sure. <laughs> two 25-foot walls of wind. Okay. Fold your wind wall. I'm folding the wind wall. Um, Strength save. Uh, Chain Devil will fail. Uh, they rolled a 4 plus 4. Barbed Devil rolls a 14 plus 6. So dirty 20 will save. Yep. The Bearded Devil... Rolls a um, seven plus five. 12. Yeah, so they take half damage, and then the one that or failed takes. Okay, full go damage. ahead and roll that. One, two. Do I have another D eight? Yes. Ah, oh, sick! I got two eights. Nice. Sixteen plus two is what did I say? Eighteen plus four, twenty-two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> twenty-two. Okay. That's only if I hit him one time, though. And then the boat at least should wiggle. <laughs> The boat wiggles. You know what? The bearded devil is restrained. So the bearded devil is going to take, is going to automatically fail the strength saving throw. The the boat is shooketh, and while the chain is not loosened from the stern of the old coral, unable to maneuver themselves and catch themselves in balance, and with the heightened frequency and amplitude of the, the shaking at the back of the ferry boat, the bearded devil falls overboard. 
and into the astral sea. Still ensnared, I might add. Still ensnared, unable to swim. Wow. That's pretty horrific, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, what a way to go. Pretty dope, too, though. I cannot imagine the trauma and the terror that the bearded devil is facing as it plunges down into the infinite astral sea and is being left behind. Um, At some point for it, I imagine that it exits the ship's horizon and suddenly, even if it had managed to keep its head above the astral sea and still have air to cling to while it's taking all sorts of damage from just the presence of the sea, at some point, that space to breathe disappears and it is consumed fully. Uh, And we're going to rightly count the bearded devil out of the fight. Hey, no more blood war. True. I guess. There's peace in that. Or, when it dies, is its soul... Just get recycled. ...then returned <laughs> straight to Asmodeus. Did I just pick a worse fight? Like, Did you rearm Asmodeus with another soul for the blood war? Like, Well, that sounds like someone else's problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crew unleashes a, uh, another volley of arrows and bolts. Uh, the barbed devil is going to hurl, <laughs> is going to throw up from the nausea uh. and uh, throw another flame. Out of necessity, 21 is going to be uh, against Grimton's AC. They're close enough that Grimton would have dropped the shield and like grabbed the Ugrash, I think. Aha! <laughs> wait, wait, question. We've probably answered this before in a previous episode. It's drawn toward the shield, right? Or is it drawn toward no, you? No, it's towards you me. Yeah, because it, Grimton is yeah. cursed. Even if I it's dropped cursed. the shield, it would still be. Okay. okay. If someone else picks up so the shield, got, are they yeah, then yeah. cursed? Only if they attune But they don't get the bonus of the shield unless yeah, they attune yeah. it. This is such a fun item. <laughs> uh, the fireball arcs through the air and then crashes down into Grimton. 12 fire damage. You lot who are in range are... Warmed by the flame, but take no damage. Uh, The chain devil, who in the middle of the craft somehow managed to keep their balance from the wind wall that Morlinde had cast and is going to refocus themselves and work to bring themselves and the ferry boat closer to the old quarrel. So it's going to spend its action clawing, gripping the chains and pulling themselves forward to a range of now 40 feet. I'm gonna try another uh, ensnaring strike. <laughs> ensnaring strike. Mm-hmm. I also forgot that I get an extra attack at my level. Um, you fool. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna hunter's mark the homie. Which homie? The uh, chained one, actually. I wanna see if I can get him all caught up in his own chains. Ooh. Uh, so I mark him, and then I'm gonna hit, try and hit him with ensnaring strike, also cast at level two this time. Yes. This almost definitely hits because the base roll was an 18. (laughs) Just for fun. Let's do the math. 28. That was with the ensnaring strike? Correct. That was ensnaring strike cast at level 2. So you have to roll a strength save to see if you don't get ensnared. 17. Oh, well, he still takes the damage. Uh, Amazingly, trying to ensnare the executioner of chains... Proves difficult. Yeah. So he's going to take 17 damage. 17 damage. Strike it up, striker. I got another attack, too. 
Okay, let's see it then. That one, I rolled four, so like that almost definitely did not hit. Oh yeah, not, not a chance. I'm gonna walk over to Grimton. Are you ready to uh, bring the fight to them and stop getting hit by fireballs? Oh, I'm still gonna hit, get hit by fireballs, but it would be uh, nice if I could hit them. Sure. I'm gonna cast fly at fourth level and target me and Grimton so we can both fly. <laughs> so you have the flying speed of 60 um, for the next 10 minutes. What? I'll wait till next turn before I go ham. If anyone's even still standing. Yes, I'm gonna fly towards this chain devil. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we also, like, you guys are saying this is a bad idea, but we also always talk about noble deaths. Yeah, the heroic death is an important thing. Is this it? I mean, I think Grimton sacrificing himself to keep the arcane battery from falling into Asmodeus's hands is a very heroic death for for Grimton. Yeah, but what if sacrificing himself is just missing the boat? Well, he's flying. (laughs) He's not going to. How long does fly last? Ten minutes? Ten minutes. I mean, like, we're in it now. It's happening. Let's go. You got 60 rounds, boyo. That's plenty, (laughs) right? You don't know how many hit points these bad boys got. That's true. Yeah, we haven't actually killed one with HP yet. We've only, like we we knocked one off a boat, but we haven't knocked it down. Oh, they could both be bloody. Your move, kid. Alaris comes up to me and touches me on the shoulder. Says something about us being able to fly now. I take his word uh, as I feel magical energy like <laughs> enter my body and feel myself getting lighter and take a running jump, dive off the boat, like pointed straight at this uh, uh, chain devil. And I trust that Lars' magic is going to work as I will my body forward in his direction, both hands grasping the Ugrash tightly as I rear back for a swing. Does a 22 hit? Hell no! <laughs> Wait, for real? Psych, it does. Oh, okay. No, it hits. Uh, how far away <laughs> was the boat when Grimton flo- flew towards it? Uh, 45 feet. Because you could technically fly to it and then use the rest of your movement to fly away back up it. a little bit, you know? Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Oh, I'm going to also use a spell slot to divinely smite this devil. It's considered a fiend, right? It is considered a fiend. So it's going to take an extra d8 of radiant damage. 13. 23 damage. Nine of that was radiant. Four of that was psychic. And now it has to make a wisdom saving throw. 18 plus... Yeah, it, it beats it. The devil is not frightened. Uh, it is rather engaged in this fight. And then I'm going to attack it again. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Does an 11 hit? No. Sorry, 13. <gasps> no. Okay. <laughs> I put a lot of force into this first attack, being making it my like divine smite, and I see radiant energy cleave into the devil as I like pull the axe out and rear back for another swing. The devil's uh, bravado. I guess throws me off. It just like seems to be relishing in this in this fight. In fact, l- allow me to add on to that. Yeah. Uh, I want you to make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Nineteen. The bravado of the devil, combined with the face of your father upon the executioner's head, that throws you off, and it is for that reason that your attack misses. 
for the record, that, that was uh, the reaction on Nerving Mask. lightning bolt the guy with the chain. <laughs> Grimton is right in front of him. You're probably going to hit Grimton too. Okay, and we need the barbed guy. Well, you should be able to hit both of them. They're within a five foot radius of each other? They're standing on a very small boat. Yeah. So if you hit on, like, basically directly on the boat, you will hit both of them and not Yessi, who is not technically on the boat. He's, like, flying in front of the boat. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh... Yeah, so they make dexterity saving throws yep. versus your spell save. Yep. Both of them? Yep. And a storm cloud is a Appearing and getting all scary looking over there. Chain Devil rolls a six, it will fail, and the Bearded Devil rolls a seven. Cool. And will fail. Oh man, 3D10s. Yeah, 3D10s. <laughs> Dang! If we were outdoors and in stormy, are we in stormy conditions, Joe? No. Damn. <laughs> God, you don't want to experience a monster. That's true. That's probably, it's yeah. probably a good thing that. we're not in stormy conditions. You're right. No kidding. Yeah, the only the only thing you could up the damage with now is if you cast it at fourth level. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a, I only have it prepared at level three. All right. Aww. Man, my last roll was so good, and this one is not good. 12 damage. 12 on both of them? That's okay, you can just hit him again next turn. Oh, it's a concentration. It's, it's, it's concentration, up to 10 minutes. So you can hit him the next 60 rounds if you want. With your action, yeah. It's gonna be Barb's turn. Barb Devil is going to, once again, reach into its... Oh shit, I dropped my dice. It's once again going to reach into its lantern and take out a ball of hellfire and is going to uh, hurl it now at Grimton. It poses the most immediate threat. And it's going to... Net 20! It's going to now roll uh, 6d6 fire damage. Keep track of these numbers for me. Oh, I dropped one again. Um, 7, 2, 10. 19. 17, yep, 19 fire damage. Uh, as this ball in such close range chucked easily to hit you. The chain devil is going to animate chain. Cool. Lift its massive arms up into the sky and uh, does so with uh, such great heft that you from the boat can see the visual weight of the chains being lifted. Two of them are going to make attacks at Grimton in the air. You're not gonna believe this. <laughs> it was another nat 20. Oh my god. <laughs> on the first attack. Luckily, instead of 66, this one's only going to be 46 plus four. So, 14 plus four slashing damage. The chain comes up and wraps around your girth, Grimton, and you are grappled. You are going to be restrained and will take 2d6 piercing damage at the start of each turn if you fail to save. It is going to use its second chain attack to lift forward and now have advantage on you, considering your uh, your condition. That makes you sound like you're pregnant. Considering <laughs> that you are grappled and rolled a one and a five. That's right. So somehow misses, despite it literally holding you. So I guess you batted away with your Urgosh. <laughs> I, I have marked, like, the, the chain devil is marked. I am also going to hex him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just shoot at him. Just normal shooty shoot. First one, first one, 
is 20. Dirty 20. You're doing chain devil, right? Yes, chain yep. devil. Be good, be good, be good. 21 damage. Uh, go ahead and tell me how you kill him. I, I, like a kind of rage, a simmering rage was building within Ulrich. Um, and I kind of like imagine... So you know how I've got the like sword and I'm also like Hexblade Warlock or whatever? Uh-huh. Um, and I always sort of imagine this kind of like like dark the, the, the you know the standard like kind of blackish purple right. energy anytime I use it so I imagine like a little bit of that was like leaking out of my eyes or something like that and uh, so I like point at him angrily and then my scary looking mark like appeared on his chest and I draw back and I fire and that first one's like a good shot like it takes him like through the throat um, so like not an immediate kill necessarily but like pretty pretty dire shot right there like that's that's not one um and so in the like couple of moments where he's still sort of cogent i've already like pulled back and loose the other one straight through his forehead the impact of the silvered arrow through the forehead throws the chain devil back onto the boat and it goes limp the the chains that bound grimton fall to the ground. And indeed, the chains that connected the fairy to the old quarrel retract back to the punt. Those of you who are on the Astral Zebec, watch the fairy boat get farther and farther away. It is now Grimton and the Barb Devil that are the only ones there on the boat. Swing it around! Arik starts yelling. What is the speed of our boat per round? Speed fast! <laughs> you want me to calculate the speed of a spaceship? You don't have that. to. It's, <laughs> it's okay. Starship Enterprise feel, speed. Is it, That's warp, generally. So, uh... Like what's, like, what's their speed in feet? This is a lot of math. In feet? Yeah, like, how much feet do they go per, per round? round? Like, is, yeah, six seconds. Are we are we on warp okay. or are we on impulse here? Like, what, what are we what are we doing? Let's say 700 miles per hour in to feet per second times six. So per round, per round, um, 6160.02 feet per second. That's a lot. I- is the is yeah, the little the little boat now not moving at all because it's only too dry? Correct. So how do we turn this thing around? <laughs> we just abandoned. We have to. Turn <laughs> I mean, we just got to turn around. Yeah, Arik is yelling already at the at the crew to swing round. Commander Devine shouts, "Bring her about! Trim the yard arms!" Devine runs up to the helm and pushes uh, the helmsman out of the way and throws the wheel hard port. Hey, Francis Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.56. This is one of my favorite combats that I've gotten to run for the party. It was interesting to see how they deal with something so high stakes as defending against devils from the Nine Hell who could very easily kill everyone on board, draft them into the blood war, and seize the most powerful arcane instrument that the party has come in contact with. I hope you're enjoying it too. 
Check out our sponsors, Dark Silver Forge and Cosmic Blues Minis. Uh, Dark Silver Forge is, makes some stunning Zinc Alloy sets. Everybody at Dark er, blah, 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 blah. Everybody at Advantage rolls with their bones. You know that. You know that I've got three sets myself. You know that we highly recommend them. Get them uh, for 10% off your order at DarkSilverForge.com by using the code ADVANTAGEDND, no spaces, all caps. Cosmic Blues prints and paints custom tabletop minis like the kind that you probably have a ton saved on Hero Forge. Uh, and as a sponsorship deal, part of it, they uh, printed out the Unknown Associates and those figures recently came in. Uh, Steven and Yessi have both received theirs in person and Zach and Sarah will get theirs next time they come to Arkansas. They're really heckin' sweet. Uh, same code, Advantage d and uh, and get a percentage off your order. They're really cool. I love them. The, like, the detail and the painting, I can't I can't speak highly enough. It's, it's awesome. Gavin does great. Join the Darkmore Podcast Network Discord channel and find other wonderful artists and gaming podcasters. Uh, link down in the doobly-doo. Normally, I would put an ad for their show, shows in the mid-roll. Uh, but this time I'm just going to announce a rebranding instead. The DM Shower Thoughts is evolving their presence into a show called Dragon Mind. Dragon Mind seeks to find everyone's best selves through tabletop gaming. Uh, and in addition to podcasts, they'll also be producing YouTube videos and like streaming on Twitch and stuff. I'm excited for their growth. Uh, it's, I, I, I love the stuff that, uh, that team puts out. So this will be very good. As we draw near to the close of 2021, we prepare to celebrate our fifth anniversary on New Year's. And as tradition, we do an annual mailbag. Send us your questions on Discord or to our email at advantagednd at gmail.com or DM us on any social media. I'll compile them all and we'll get them answered. Uh, make them silly, make them thoughtful, have fun. Deadline for getting those in is December 25th. Uh, totally unrelated to any of that, I want to share a delight from my own life. My spouse Aaron and I got a dog. We went to the shelter today and we picked out a lab border collie mix uh, with a soft brown and black coat. We have named him River. He's stupid and so smart and so full of love. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you. The combat is now between Grimton and the Barbed Devil. <laughs> all right. First of all, I'm going to use my, I think it's my second win to heal a little bit. That's a good idea. I'm going to heal 10 hit points. How many hit points you at? I was bloodied after that first fireball when I got close to them, and then I got hit with chains. So I was almost <laughs> down. Man, we really just killed Grimton. But I'm going to, I guess, get on the boat, get next to him, and, or... Is there enough space for me to be 10 feet away from him on this thing? Yeah. Just It's enough. like a 15 foot long. Yeah, as you say, it's at least 15 feet. <laughs> so there's gonna, three of them on every four. I'm going to get on one end, and I'm going to start attacking this thing. <laughs> okay. Attack number one. That's a 20 to hit. No, sorry, 18. The armor class, by the way, is 15. So I'm going to make this also, I'm going to expend a superiority dice to make it a pushing attack. So 12 damage, and he has to make a strength save. Are you going to try and push him off the boat? Yeah. Nice. Strength to save was 19 plus 6. Okay. Second attack. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank God you get like three superiority die, right? Yeah. I get four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're level eight. So. No, because you're level something five. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, that one misses because that would have been a. You said his armor class was 15? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at least 10 rounds, by the way, before the ship gets here. I'm going to use my action surge to attack again. Good. That one hits. That's a 21. I'm going to expend another superiority dice to try to push him off this thing. That's 15 damage. Make a strength saving throw. Strength save of... I rolled a 9 plus 6. 15. And then last attack. Jesus. It's going to be an 18. And you know what? For shiggles, this is also going to be a divine smite. Why not? <laughs> shiggles. I've never, I've never heard it portmanteaued like that. 24 damage. Ten of that is radiant. Yeah, make another strength save. <laughs> yeah, Grimton literally came out swinging. We're gonna cut back to Alric, Morlinde, Alaris, Commander Devine, and the rest of the crew as they bring the ship around. Did can we, can we, we see? see... <laughs> did we see somebody just fall off that little ship? Oh, you definitely did. Do we know which person it was? Morlinde, you reflexively grab the spyglass from the commander's hand and put it up to your eye. Somebody is rowing very intensely, um, but she can't tell if it was the devil or if it's Grimton because she can't, like, it just, she just sees movement. Uh, somebody's coming towards us, and I hope it's Grimton because someone also just fell off. Um, so... Uh, I guess we should get closer and, and, and it had better be Grimton on the boat. Yeah, well, it's going to take us a minute to get over there, yeah. so I'm sure... You say Grimton. that so calmly. Alaris is over there being... Hey, hold on, We didn't just lose Grimton to the Astral Sea or anything. You know, if if we did, I think that Grimton went out the way he would have wanted to. <laughs> sir. You are heartless, sir. I mean... I'm going to be sad, but at the same time, if it's not, we still got to be ready to battle because we're going back. Yeah. I'm sure we'll learn pretty quick if we get more fireballs thrown at us. Well, it can't row and, and throw fireballs at the same time, so. So... I'm imagining they're still looking back towards the horizon and they see uh, eventually make out Grimton's figure like feverishly rowing himself back into the ship. As he's crossing uh, the ship's horizon, he comes back in. They hear, and we'll roll the old chariot along. We'll row the old chariot along. We'll row the old chariot along and we'll all hang on behind hey did you miss me <sighs> yeah oh, we were worried about yeah, you that was Arik just like flops down on the deck and lays there for a second not to worry anyone but that was pretty close uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah that, that was pretty close Grimton but did you have fun? 
I would have gone out the way I wanted to. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm going to walk away right now. Commander Devine throws the ship's ladders over the side of the hull, and you climb yourself up. Commander Devine looks at the lot of you. The next time that somebody goes overboard, especially if we can't make out which one of you went overboard, whether if it was the devil or the dwarf, we're not turning back. Got it? Fine, I guess. Got it. Arik is still laying on the on the deck. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, I, I just feel like we, you know, saved the day, so. I just feel like I don't really know how physics work up here. <laughs> because as soon as that, as soon as that chain double went down, my like gravity stayed attached to the other boat. I thought I was still going to be like within the sphere of this thing, the, the, the old coral. Grimton motions to like the space around him. But I guess like the smaller sphere of influence close to the ship was within this sphere, and then that took me with it. Like I said, I don't know how physics works out here. Either way, you're safe. Also, didn't we have a dragon last time? Yeah. It would have been too conspicuous. All we're doing is bringing Selenian mead to Arvindor. Oh, well, <laughs> I need to go tell Melinda to make sure she's okay. Uh, I'll knock on the door. Hey, it, it's safe now. Oh, thank the gods! No worries. No no suicide needing to be done today. You, uh, you hear the clamoring <laughs> of the door being unbarred and it is ripped open and she uh, leaps into your arms and sobs. It's okay. Lots of wind and water and lightning and earth. Wind, water, lightning, earth. Many years ago, the four elements lived together in harmony. <laughs> my my like, favorite. Everything changed when the lightning nation attacked. My, my favorite version of that is the like, cha water, cha earth, cha fire, chair. 
shows a picture of like a lawn chair. <laughs> like it's so good. That's so stupid. That's really good though. It's brilliant. Sue us Nickelodeon. That's really funny. Water. Sure. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, put it in secrets. Have I ever told you the story about the time I almost drowned in middle school? Oh my god. Yes, I think I've heard it. Playing sharks and minnows. Yes, playing sharks and minnows. So I was at church camp. Ah, yes, the safest place. Yes, <laughs> amen. And all my friends uh, were were out at the pool playing sharks and minnows. And I wasn't a good swimmer, but I wanted to be with my friends. I was always somebody that like, I still hate opening my eyes underwater. In fact, I still really don't like swimming uh, unless I have a flotation device for this very reason. And so I went to go join my friends in the pool playing sharks and minnows. For the audience who might have never heard of this game, Sharks and Minnows is played where um, participants swim from one side of the pool to the other as somebody, a shark, chases them. When the shark grabs hold of uh, one of those, the minnows that are swimming back and forth, they too become a shark and chase the minnows. And it's a last person standing, or in this case, swimming, who wins. Well, being a not good strong swimmer, I was the last person still in the pool by the time everybody else had made it safely to the other side. And so every shark came to me. And they dragged me to the very bottom of the pool, where, with my eyes clamped shut, thrashing and uh, looking for air, at one point managed to escape. And I swim what in the direction that I think is up. But bear in mind, my eyes are clamped shut. Instead of, instead of swimming up to air, I swim out to more and more water. I never find the air. And it isn't until a lifeguard, one of the camp counselors in the pool realize, oh, Joe is no longer thrashing because they are having fun or a good time. Joe is thrashing because Joe is drowning that they jump in and bring me back up on deck. So being bound under like I've had to stop watching shows on Netflix, the OA original angel, I think is what it's called, because it involves too much water trauma for me. Yeah, <laughs> like scary. I that's yeah. Um, there, when I used to work at Texas Christian University as one of the uh, outdoor adventure trip leaders, one of our trainings was in flipping kayaks with the skirt on and trying to uh, rewrite ourselves. That was not an activity that I can stand to be a part of. I had to do it, but I never successfully did it because the nerve of being trapped underwater forced me into anxious flailing rather than purposeful cognizant action of rewriting my craft. This is a, this is a fun fight. I'm having a good time with this one. Yeah. I'm glad. The weird, like, not... The, the abnormal terrain, I guess, you know? It's not... We're not just in a cave or in a field right. or in a dungeon. Boats hurtling through space. Yeah, yes. not that there aren't like normally stakes, but like the stakes definitely feel a little more raised. Yeah. 
Because, like, literally the one wrong thing happens and then any of us could fully die. Yeah. For Jesse, who is present, and Zach, who just went to the bathroom, remember that if you mess up and you end up in the drink, the ship's got to do, like, a full come about Turn you around, and come baby. collect you. Nah, I can fly, yeah. baby. No, but then you where are you going to fly to? Grimton? Are you what? going to fly through the Astral Sea? Yes. You're going to need your swim speed, not your fly speed. I thought it wasn't like a real sea. But they're inside our, our little bubble, right? Ah, but if you kill the chain devil, then there goes your connection to the boat. And then the ferry boat gets left behind and the old quarrel continues on. Like, you fall off, you're not going to be in the bubble for very long. You're going to be out because, like, we're hurtling through space. Yeah, I was never picturing myself landing on their boat because I'm flying. So I'm just going to, like, attack them. Okay. I'm going to stay on the boat, personally. Because, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, I just don't really want this to be Auric's heroic death. Like, <laughs> there, there, are, are, be- there are better, there are better more ways. narrative ways to do it. Can you imagine, though, like, if we all did some dumb shit and just, like, jumped off and th- all four of us just died? Like, like that would derail so hard what okay. is going on in this campaign. <laughs> Which none of us won, thankfully. If that was the case, we would absolutely re-record some shit. <laughs> you gonna leave that in for, for uh... The, uh, the you know listeners. what? Yes. <laughs> the listener will never know if I accidentally TPK the party. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. actually, the listener would probably know because the listener would probably hear about it on the Discord because oh, surely, we talk about it. Surely yeah. the listener is on our Discord and uh, aware of the things, the antics that we get up to there. It will never be published. I don't think any of us would really want that anyway. Like, No. All of us want to see... Or we care about told. this narrative, yeah. Not that I'm unwilling to kill a few characters, but, like, killing a few, even even if two of you somehow died, or three of you somehow died, at least the story can still continue on, and we can pick up with the, with the last one. But if all of you die... Well, actually, you know what? Hmm. There would be a way. I'm not... I'm, I, I still hold by it. I still want the Unknown Associates of Grimton Study Hand to continue. But... There, there would be a way. There would be a, a an easy place for you to pick up on the campaign. In a campaign in this world that is still relevant to the story being told. I see, I see. Because think about it. You've got a whole bunch of unmentioned, unnamed characters being revolutionized down in her dearth. One of the things I think about a lot um, with this show... It'd probably come as no surprise to any of our listeners that we we probably won't play the same characters forever. Like eventually, new new characters will come about. Yeah, that's not um, hidden knowledge. Yeah, um, and so I what I think is interesting is to imagine a world where we're not playing our current characters, but where they still exist and their influences. Like where we come up against our characters, or at least come up against their influence. I like that idea a lot. Like I think it'd be cool to to see Grimton Godhand uh, <laughs> and encounter him, you know, hundreds of years from now as a deity rather than the revolutionary he is. God, I mean, you get the idea here. Like, yeah, right. 
You weren't here for it, Stephen, but when you were away... Oh. <laughs> Yessie literally asked, what are the chances that Grimton becomes a god? And I said, you know, pretty high. Yeah, he's on the right? pass. That's totally within the realm of possibility. Well, Realistic possibility. Right, I'm back, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, especially if you're, like, if we're thinking from a mechanics perspective, I mean, that's kind of the... You know the the tiered leveling system of D and D lends itself to ascension, so like that wouldn't be like an unreasonable thing to have happen. And I kind of love the idea of encountering just, but even not even that. Like even if one of our characters just dies, but like we run up against their influence on the world from another perspective. That just like I love that idea so much. It sounds like a cool idea. Mm-hmm. We're talking about how none of us should jump off the boat, Zach. <laughs> I mean... Because then we could die, and like the, our chance of dying is a lot higher. But we're not jumping off the boat anymore. Now we're flying Sir. off the boat. It is not less dangerous that way. On another note, every time Joe says barbs, all I can think about is Nicki Minaj. That's like her like her ego is called Barb's. With a with an with S? A like short huh. for Barbie. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So Barb's. <laughs> Nicki Minaj when she has pink hair. Barb's. Now I know. Crit fail! What? Hey! So it is you push it, how far do you push it? 15 feet. Like 15 feet? Yeah. yeah, so it's it is severely in the drink. Yeah, it's going to save against stunned. And until then, take I'm gonna say 1d12 radiant damage. So it is stunned right now. No, you said it, it I thought you said it resisted stun. It is going to be stunned until it saves. Oh, okay. So it's gonna gotcha. take seven radiant damage, 36 minus seven. Oh sorry, you didn't hear that. Um <laughs> and an eight to save against stunned it's not going to it is going to i guess you have another attack that you want to do while it's 15 feet out it's my turn again right it is your turn i'm gonna start rowing <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> all right <laughs> it's time to go Heroically rowing. You pick up the bearded devil's quant pole, Q-U-A-N-T, quant pole, and um, do the same motions that the bearded devil was doing before, reaching the quant out to the horizon. And it's a very small horizon on this uh, (laughs) ferry boat. Reaching the quant out to the horizon, dipping it in, and then pulling that spot underneath you and then pushing yourself forward. After three movements of the pole, you leave the barbed devil to be consumed by the astral sea. Yes. And you can turn around and you see its limp, horrid, thorny body floating there, stunned, like jaw agape, eyes wide in horror, floating as if in zero gravity 